Hey, welcome to Trust the Bachelor Process, a podcast where sisters Alex and Sarah Franklin bring on comedians to recap Bachelor episodes and reflect on their own journey with Bachelor Nation. Enjoy! Isn't that what she said or saying? Mm-hmm. It was like some sing songy, <laughs> like, she was like uh-huh. fantasy sweets. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, <laughs> it like it was the kind of singing that you only do when you're so excited about something. It's like they t- say in musicals. It's like when your emotion is dialed up to an 11, that the only thing that you can do is sing. <laughs> and I think Hannah's horniness was dialed up to 11. <laughs> More like a 12. Guys, you may hear some fun giggles happening right now. Uh, we have such an excellent... Well, first of all, welcome to Fantasy Suite Week. Yeah, welcome. Whew, have we been waiting for this one? I still feel like I'm sweating, like yeah. from the Tyler date. It's Maybe also we'll like there. we're having a bit of a heat wave here in Los Angeles. Maybe that's it. <laughs> but the combo of both, I mean, it's unimaginable, you guys. Um, <laughs> guys, we have such a fun guest. For long-term friend of the pod, first-time guest, our bestie, Caitlin Bass. Woo! Hey. <laughs> Visiting us all the way from Burbank. Actually, <laughs> from Pittsburgh, but she works in Burbank sometimes, occasionally. <laughs> yeah, hottest spot in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, actually visiting us all the way from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Kay Bass, thank you so much for joining us. That's what we call her. Thank oh. you so much for having me. I Wait, did we introduce her? Yeah, it's like Caitlin. Oh, Pat. okay, great. <laughs> I owe my viewership to you two. I never watched an episode until I lived with Sarah five years ago. <laughs> I take a huge pride in this. Caitlin used to read books, and now she loves <laughs> trashy reality TV. And I really think it's thanks to me. <laughs> uh, novels are horrible. Um. Wait, so who was, I didn't realize that Sarah was your way in. Who like was I, your first season? Like I could not have named a Bachelor prior to living with Sarah. And then Chris Souls was the first season we watched together. Farmer Chris. An awesome first season. A very rare first season for people too. But it was so great because that was the season Bachelor Nation started. Mm-hmm. And this whole kind of like Instagram influencer thing kind of started happening for them and now we're like inundated you can't escape Mm -hmm. them um you know because like ashley i she became a big figure from that figure or from that season so yeah caitlin bristow Bristow. they like chris had some of the best like most long-standing girls in the franchise carly and jade carly and jade and they played it really well going on paradise immediately they did it really well by getting married and having babies they really (laughs) long pond their way uh through i mean it guys it helps if i ever have a kid it will most likely to help be to help my career (laughs) (laughs) do you have a favorite season 
this season, hands down. <gasps> oh my God, really? Yes. Yeah. I love that you said that. I even went back because you guys had said so much about Juan Pablo's season and I went back and I bought the season on Amazon and like no. watched it all the way through and it was really entertaining but like I couldn't empathize with him so like of oh, course zero percent yeah so not. I didn't love it but like this season I have been enthralled like week in and week out like I what do you love about her or you don't have to what do you hate about her what do you love about <laughs> this no she just like doesn't seem like one of the girls that was like pining for the bachelorette spot when she was on um Colton season so I like that it kind of came out of left field and like, you know, she seems more genuine than someone that like looked extra polished and like coached to be in the role. So I like that. And then I love the guys. I think there's guys that you can like genuinely cling to and like root for them to like go far and find love and do well. So best guys since Caitlin. Such good guys. I also agree. It was such a shock that they picked her, which made it so fun. Yeah. Like you thought it was going to be Caitlin who like, I haven't been this shocked since Nick Viall was announced Bachelor. That was the happiest day of my life. <laughs> I literally like shot through the roof. I could not believe that <laughs> day of my life. I don't know why that registered so late. I haven't been married yet, Sarah, so. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely in my top five. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Well, this is amazing because we have you for probably, the, I would say, the most epic episode of the of the most epic season mm-hmm. it's fantasy sweet week and she has been down to get down for so long Th- and this was also the episode they used to advertise the whole season yes so this is the episode where i have had sex and jesus still loves me the infamous words have finally been spoken mm-hmm. if and anyone boy. is a muralist in la i'm still looking for someone to paint it on my wall <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, i just moved into a new place and she has this gorgeous Empty white walls that wall just begs for art. <laughs> uh, her, her husband is uh, sitting to my right. Um, I'm trying to get engaged. Oh, he's got his AirPods. <laughs> he's shaking his head now. He doesn't want it on his wall, but I don't know. I think it could add some character. It's a pretty modern place. <laughs> We're, this is a very sex positive <laughs> apartment. <laughs> Everyone, you know that if you have had sex here, uh, <laughs> You are still loved by Jesus. Jesus laughs with apartment. the sinners. I'm not even sure I've had it. Yeah, <laughs> I've been here for half the time. So. Yeah, Caitlin moved in immediately uh, when we moved in. So you're like the opposite of Luke P, like an inverse, like pure marital bed. Yes, yes. The marriage bed only becomes pure after marriage. That probably is true. <laughs> for not for, I'm not singling you out. I'm just like the the married a general trend with marriage. Yeah. Um a good friend of mine who was in our wedding. I don't know if she listens or if any of her friends listen. Um but her she has a a very close friend who like says the key to a successful marriage she's been married for a bit is to have sex every day. Every day. Every day. That was advice given to her from her grandmother. <laughs> How long did her grandma go until she? I don't know. I, was I, her was her grandfather still alive when she? I have I have departed? truly no idea. She wear them I out? should have asked some follow up questions, but she says, and and she like told my my friend like the the day she like right before she got married, she's like, you know, it's fine. Like 
it's really normal to not have sex on the wedding night because you're like partying and you're tired. She's like, I'm aware. I'm like not worried about it. But this <laughs> is like, that is like her key to happy marriage. I'm just like, hmm. I, like they must drink a lot of caffeine. <laughs> they stay hydrated. That's for sure. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so going to, I'm going to think about that. Okay, great. For the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> So thank you for implanting that chip. It's pretty It's pretty insane. She's the only one I've ever met who I know does it every day. And you know your what? Your friend? Your friend They're happy. No, her, my friend's friend. I mean. Oh, your friend's friend. I don't want to name friend names because I don't want to embarrass anyone. But a good friend of mine, her maid of honor, told her this. This mm. is a lot of. This, this, he, this said, l- she said. He, he said, she said. He said, she said. I cannot buy. <laughs> As somebody who's like horny most moments of most days, <laughs> I still like can't really wrap my head around that. But I think I'm it's going like, to I try. think it's like something that they literally schedule in. Like, I think it's like you wake up, you have sex, you make coffee, you get the kids ready for school. Like, that's like, I think the routine. Yeah, I don't think you could be spontaneous and like have it every it's day. It's got to be like, scheduled. Life gets the best of it's you. It's almost clinical. Yeah, it's got to be scheduled. It's got to be either right when you wake up or right when you go to bed. Right? They must be pumped when they both have a day off. Do you know what uh, our <laughs> little sister easy. said? <laughs> When she first got the sex talk. <laughs> oh, it sounds like it hurts. No, she said, um, yeah, she, she asked, oh, yeah. she asked our mom, she's really little. She asked our mom if he had to go to a hospital to do it. <laughs> How old was that? Was, uh, she was, uh, like <laughs> really young. She was like you're, six or seven. You're put on six her, or right? seven. And she had a sex talk. <laughs> she like basically locked my mom into a room. and was like, okay, I heard about this sex thing. Tell me about it. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> She's like, yeah, you're put under, right? I don't have to be awake for something like that. <laughs> She's like, not interested. Well, I don't know anymore. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Gracie. Um, okay, let's talk. Enough, of, enough uh, sex talk talk. Uh, oh, I'd say it's just the beginning. I know. Let's Because let's, it's windmill week. Uh-uh. <laughs> and it started off with a windmill. So you were wrong, Sarah. Yeah, who did I think it was? Jed. I thought it was wrong because there was like a reality Steve thing. And like when they were in the Netherlands, they like were doing screen grabs of like who had a date. To be fair, though, you were also wrong, Alex, because you predicted Tyler because of Juliet and Nick Vial's podcasts, respectively. Oh, okay. So they took a they took a I love their podcast. I can't listen to it until after we record, but I do love Bachelor Party. Um. But Julia and Vial Files. Yeah, they're both really great podcasts, but um, they're both very huge fans of Tyler C. And they're both in New York right now. And they took uh, a picture with Tyler C. And they both labeled it Windmill Tyler. Yes, you're also wrong. Yeah, no, I know. You're so rude. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so it was Pete, man. What did you guys think of this date? KBS, what were your what are your thoughts been on Peter? What did you think of this date? I thought Peter's been very nice and I like him and like I don't understand his motivation for coming onto The Bachelor because he's a pilot with Delta Airlines like he has such an established career. I also recently read that he was scouted. Oh, I read that by Nick Vial, but just yeah. some insight. Um, but I really like him. I thought he's all, I've 
always thought he's been like a nice guy, a good guy, but like just no one excites me like Tyler does. And like, I guess we'll get to that. But, um, <laughs> every, again. Every, by the way, every girl this season is like, um, Tyler. <laughs> no, but like Peter's cute. I thought on their date, they spoke really closely to one another's faces. Like they were laying on the sailboat and just like, having conversation with like their noses touching while laying um horizontal I thought that was a little odd but like to each their own it was a cute date I thought the windmill was really small like my immediate thought was Sarah would have an anxiety attack if that was her I'm very claustrophobic (laughs) and I did think the same thing I was like wait the bed is surrounded by walls that close and then, like, every other guy had such a palatial estate, like, for, well, I guess two other, uh, whatever. But, um, no, it was a good date. But um, what else were they going to do in a windmill? Like, they're really, it was <laughs> poorly lit. Spin it. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like a bell, like a like a church bell where there's, like, a pulley system and you can just, like, spin it? It's not a functioning windmill. I think. Oh, oh sorry. No, no, you go. I just just saying like as a small thing, I love how they do. And I think this was Peter's date when they take the candle and they go and blow it out. And that's like the signal for like, you know, them going to bed or yeah, like getting it on or whatever. <laughs> to be fair, I do that a lot just by talking in restaurants. <laughs> I did it just this week, this past weekend. I think you did. Yeah. Um, and I've never done it as time to have sex. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, well, they did yeah. have a funny callback this time because they had uh, the mm. it was the first time you've actually seen. This is actually unprecedented in Bachelor Nation. It's the first time you've ever they've ever shown that there's condoms in the fantasy suite, um, which I don't know if anyone's ever read Courtney Robertson's book. She says there weren't condoms in her fantasy suite. <laughs> and I don't know if this, which is crazy because you have to take an std test before you get on the show so wait so maybe it's not crazy because then they all know that they don't have stds i would just think that it would be like like a liability pregnancy unless yeah it's such a liability and so many men don't test positive for hpv so i um, i think the world of the bachelor has kind of progressed but it is like i've heard somewhere that they provide like toys and like porn and like condoms yeah like there's like do they get a dvd player like where they play or is it like straight up magazines maybe it's not porn but it's like toys and like uh, condoms and like and any any and everything that you need to be safe and this is the first time that we saw that it was like next to a bag of doritos and it was like (laughs) in a giant trunk i did say i thought it would have been cute to do the condom callback from his car and i do stand by the word cute (laughs) he is cute yeah but it was like i said it would have been really cute if he came back and was like brought the condom (laughs) i would have been like oh oh right that was a direct quote from you you're quoting yourself here from last week um Um, so i thought it was fun calling back the condom same brand we all believe it's trojan that baby blue (laughs) i also thought it was cute you you get a little bit of a fourth wall breaky thing because he like kind of held up his hand and looked at the camera he's like no don't show him the condom (laughs) oh my god so precious i do think it was funny that while they were sailing and doing i'm king of the world the titanic um he was like this is what life would actually be like for us because i travel all the time (laughs) i was like oh no but are you gonna hang off like a (laughs) airplane wing (laughs) exactly i also 
um, Caitlin, you, you were talking about this earlier, writing down so many quotes. There were so many sound bites. Something very interesting that Peter said on this, like in his ITM, was that, that or no, I'm sorry, it wasn't his ITM. He said this to Hannah that the day that he flew her in that little jet was the best day he's ever flown. And I'm like, I actually, and he like took it as a sign from the gods or whatever. But like, I. God, he's a you're right, I'm sorry. <laughs> I do apologize. God. <laughs> but I do think this is actually like a thing, right? Whereas like when you find somebody and you're like, I don't know, when I started dating them, like my career took off, like things in my life got better. Like I actually do think this is like a thing people pay attention to. Wait, what do you mean? So, like, his career is flying, right? Yeah. So, he was saying he flew, the best he's ever flown was the day that Hannah was in the plane with him. Right. And I think that normal people, like, say you're, I don't know, an accountant. (laughs) (laughs) It's the best day I ever crunch numbers. (laughs) Like, I just think that people, like, I've heard people be like, I don't know, like, they came into my life and my, like, like, my job got better. Everything got better, right? I got better at this. My life got better socially. Like, if you're noticing that things are excelling better than they ever have before, like, you're going to like pay attention to that person. I think everything's so connected. So if someone, you know, is lifting your spirits and making you better from the inside out, you're going to start, you know, performing better at your job. You're going to like interact better with others. And I think, you know, that's fair. There's a ripple effect. Or you hate your partner. So you spend your whole life at work. (laughs) It's such a double edged sword, though, because they're like there's like the whole like you have to have your shit together in order for somebody to get like come into your life. So like, what is it? Universe, do you have to have your shit together or do you need the person to elevate your shit? I think it's dependent on person. (laughs) Wait, I used to think I was really independent and now I have the worst separation anxiety (laughs) from my husband I've ever felt (laughs) in my entire life. You're like a six-month-year-old dog. I, uh, yeah, I'm like a little puppy. And I'm like, wait, why are you going in the other room? I should just come. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you also wrote down some really fun quotes, particularly one where they were on a boat and she was <laughs> hanging off of the ledge. Yeah, Peter said this pick would be the screensaver on my phone forever. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I think this is a great transition. <laughs> wait. Can I just, I want to break down that. No, yeah. I think it's, yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, go for it. I, so I think this is a great transition into Peter's girlfriend. Oh. Ex-girlfriend. Okay. I also want to just talk about that line. Yes. <laughs> but it, it okay. okay. You talk about the line and then I'll talk about my connection. Okay. <laughs> Who wants a close-up picture <laughs> On their phone of someone's face for the rest of their lives. A, you've got like icons blocking the eyes, the like smile, the teeth, everything. And then also nobody looks good from that vantage point. So Mm-mm. it was just. Oh, Hannah, maybe. She's pretty hot. Nobody looks good like with your face like smashed up. Like imagine if he had taken his phone from that very <laughs> angle and, and she was like on him so her cheeks were like hanging down like <laughs> being puffier okay now talk about your thing well here okay so we recently learned that peter's ex-girlfriend spoke out um spoke out against what okay 
she said that they were together and he was like, I love you. And they went to like Alaska or something like that. No, Sweden. <laughs> That's a big trip. It's a big trip. Um, and then he broke up with her. And then four months later, he was on The Bachelor. And she's like, fuck this guy. He broke up with me for the show. Four months is a gap. I think she's butthurt. So I don't think of her the same way as Jed's girlfriend. But I, it, what I was like saying about how he was, like what he said about this could be like my screensaver forever. She released some text messages between the two of them. And just like this, a lot of this put like Peter into perspective for me because he speaks this is a this is a way that we have described people in the past. He speaks like he Googled like cute, nice boyfriend mm-hmm. and then wrote down everything that those people say from YouTube. And like his text messages would be the same thing. Like he'd be like, um, oh, I love it here in California. I'd love it even more if you lived here. Like weird stuff like this. Oh, I love your face this close up. This would be my screensaver forever. It's like it's like not something normal people say. It sounds like something you would say with somebody that you're nervous around and not somebody I, that you're super comfortable with. I was yeah. going to say like initial flirtatious text messages, but by the time you're like – dating someone and it's significantly along like you should be having more substantive conversation than just like cute lines back and forth yeah and if that's what he was saying like five months into the relationship and by the way that's how long they dated which like I'm not trying to like knock any relationship people know when they know if they love somebody but I'm like (laughs) all right (laughs) he dated for five months he broke it off in a more than a couple months had passed and then he was on The Bachelor, I don't think this girl has any claim to be upset. I don't know. I I think I read something different than you did because I, th- I was under the impression that he broke up with her right before the show. Like, it was a bit more of a Monday girlfriend situation. And even still... Classic I, Monday girlfriend. <laughs> uh, even still, I don't think I care because the difference between him and Jed is that he properly ended the relationship before going on to the show. And it's like maybe not the best, like maybe you're, I don't know, maybe you want to look at somebody who would rather go on The Bachelor rather than invest in a relationship with like under a microscope a little bit more closely. But uh, I don't have a problem with it because there was no level of deceit involved with it. I agree. I totally agree. I don't know why this girl feels the need to like talk. Maybe she's also a country artist. (laughs) (laughs) So was she not from California? Peter no, said she's from Atlanta, but Delta's Delta hub is there. So he mm. was there all the time. Yes, yes. And she was like, thank God I didn't move across the country for this guy. And I'm like, yeah, you didn't. And like he d- like and everything's fine. And she's dating somebody new. That's what was very weird for me. She was like, I'm very happy in my new relationship. I'm like, if you were very happy in your new relationship, would you have to say that to People magazine? I'm not so sure. I mean, these days it's just hard. Like, I think any notoriety you can get for, like, Instagram followers or whatever. I don't know if that's her intent or I don't know what products she would have to sell even. But just <laughs> I feel like there's always that end game where you can, like, gain followers for things. That's true. I'll yeah, I am so thirsty like for that followers. Anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I uh, just told Caitlin about an hour before you arrived that she should like tweet at one of our friends that has a lot of followers. I'm like, you'll get a lot of likes. <laughs> oh, really? 
Oh, that's kind of true. It's like every time she tweets at me or like re- or retweets me, I get a lot of likes. Are you talking up by Taylor Cox? I am. She also has an amazing podcast called Hills I Die On. Guys, good we're going to use this episode <laughs> to promote a lot of podcasts. <laughs> it is actually a great podcast. It's really hilarious. And Alex was on an epi- the very first episode. My hill that I died on was The Bachelor is the Best Way to Find Love. And you know what? <laughs> I-, I think... Yeah, <laughs> I'm also like a one-trick pony. I am learning and like need to read a freaking book or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know though. Like, I I don't know. I think it's not a bad way to find love. Listen, I also don't think that finding love means finding your forever or like your missing puzzle piece <laughs> or like whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I just think like you can like I just think it is a great I think it is one of the best places to fall in love. Yeah, agreed. And for all those reasons, go listen to Hills I Die On. Um, <laughs> anyway, <but for> now, <laughs> uh, any any final thoughts about Peter? Who would have thunk he would have been the windmill guy? I mean, she won. She wanted us. I know she really did. <laughs> he did like a mic drop comment the morning after. What? Like I don't remember what exactly he said, but like my only thought in my head was like, Peter, do you think you're like that good at sex yeah, like he did say, they literally woke up and he was like mic drop wait guy that's what he said yeah like he said mic and he did the motion too and i'm sure i'm i'm sure all the men are like fine and have their strengths but i was like what confidence to show what <laughs> i would like to picture is that he took a peek under the covers <laughs> saw her body and was like mic drop that's a really respectful. I, I would have assumed that, like, Respect. I obviously did not pick up on this, <laughs> but just based on how Peter acts, I would have assumed that he would have been like, being like, Hannah, you Mike dropped my world. <laughs> Hannah, we went through, well, we know at least two condoms. <laughs> <last night. laughs> Good um, for them. Here's my She one wanted him to be first because she was ready to go, like, that night she was like it's been a while since i've been with a man and i'm ready to go (laughs) really really interesting that the only two men that she had had sex with were her long-term boyfriend long-term boyfriends and then not to be a luke p or anything and then like she was like so ready with peter and i was like wow that must say that she has strong feelings for him right well she had sorry go ahead and horny but go on she had said with luke like the long-term boyfriends but she had at the time could have seen herself marrying um, either one of right, them. Right. So, so like yeah. maybe if she, she could have like she really seen herself marrying. Seriously. Yeah. Peter. You're right. Yeah. Um, okay. Here's my one question and we don't have to skip ahead to him or anything, but does this mean she didn't have sex with Jed? Like I'm confused. Is Peter the only person she had sex with? I think she definitely had sex with Jed. I just mm-hmm. feel like the novelty behind saying, uh, I fucked in a windmill is just more compelling than I fucked in just like a normal hotel. That's true. That's fair. It just sounds more badass. Uh, on to people she didn't fuck. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hannah, like, listen, I get it. Like, like, I guess, I guess good for you for like having restraint. Or you could have just like literally had a night of ecstasy and then like gotten married to some dud named Jed. <laughs> like, I don't, I've never I don't disagreed with say. someone's life decision more. <laughs> like never. How do you not have sex with Tyler? No. Uh, this is the one thought that I have. 
The only reason I would not have sex with Tyler, and I don't, is I if you died. Same. Same. <laughs> I I wonder because like even if I was just like I'm not having sex with you tonight, this is like a bad. <laughs> I have I have a but UTI. Like, one the minute I got in that room, it would take like I would have to be. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like held prisoner um to not go through with it i would just assume that she was afraid he was going to ruin her like sex with tyler was going to completely destroy her well this is what i was like listen if she had sex with tyler it would be the best of her entire life yeah and she would pick him so i think in her brain she's like i don't know if i want to pick him and I know if I have sex with him, I'm definitely picking him. <laughs> so I need to like, like, I mean, again, I guess good for you for like having, like knowing what your heart needs. But like, oh my God, that must have been the, like the most painful night of their entire lives. Do you I think, mean, do you think there's any world in which they did it? No, Mm-mm. I do not think so. I mean, she said that they did it. But is she, there she, any world, you guys? No, I really, I really don't think so because she, that's what makes her such a good bachelorette. She's very open and honest. If she had done it, mm-hmm. the next day she like her ITM would have been like, yeah, I did it anyway. <laughs> like she would have just said it. But the crazy thing was she was still like the most emotional when he left. Like the next morning, mm-hmm. she cried because she's like, I can't believe I had, didn't have sex with time. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> But just like the saying goodbye God, to him. The massage. <gasps> How did they not have sex on the massage table? <laughs> they were basically <laughs> already doing it. Okay, actually, okay. I'm, I do, get, I'm getting sweaty again. I, that's why I brought the fan out here. Because I knew we would sweat. We have a very large oscillating fan right now. Okay. 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 <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Now I have to jump back to Peter for a second. One, I think Peter fingered her on the boat. (laughs) Ew, Sarah. I'm pretty sure he did because you saw her have this like face that I've never seen her have before. And you saw his hand with his elbow like up in the air. And then I'm almost certain that Tyler had like a massive boner and like it maybe went in a little bit with the sheet. (laughs) Right, because the I wonder because it was so sexual and her top was fully off, and then out of nowhere you saw her with a like a towel over herself. I wonder. Do you think producers were like, uh, "Hey, uh, <laughs> we can like Hannah? Can literally I literally can I, can I say for you for a um, here's a towel because we can't technically film you guys having sex without putting like a giant black <laughs> box over your bodies." Uh, BSM, ABC's BSMP won't allow it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I do. I think she had sex with him in the fantasy suite. No. Wait. Oh, okay. Do I think that it was the worst blue balls both of them have ever had in their lives? Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes I do. <laughs> I was telling Sarah when we were talking about Tyler. I mean, I get what you're saying. I think it makes complete sense that you know if she did pursue the physical with him that it would have been game over like she would have had the blinders and just like chosen Tyler but like the reasoning that she gave was that she wanted to develop their like emotional and conversational talk and not just their physical 
And I get that they have a very physical relationship, but I think that they also have the most substantive, you know, communication of any of the other ones. Like, she never really discusses anything, or at least that we get to see in the edit from Peter or Jed, or, and with Luke, it's all just drama. I, I totally agree. Like, the most meaningful conversation has been between her and Tyler. And, like, I will say this also, like, with an awareness of, like, him being you know who he is but I would say like maybe also Luke just because they have had to get to the meat of so many Mm -hmm. situations that they've like in terms of just like a relationship working things out figuring things out like it's been meaningful in that regard but yeah I think you're right like if you're if we're comparing to Jed and Peter like all we've seen is Jed right quote unquote write songs in front of her that with lyrics he definitely brought with him on this trip and like to that like I think she thinks that's meaningful conversation I have a question and I want us all to dig deep down into our guts digging my eyes yeah honestly get to where you need to be and because I want everyone to get to the heart of their truth K-Bass is taking her rings off so I'm glad that she's taking this (laughs) as seriously as it requires um do you, in your heart of hearts, in your deepest of guts, believe Tyler's ready to get married? Specifically, Tyler's ready to get married to Hannah. All perfection aside. <laughs> All thoughts aside. No. 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 I think everyone on Bachelor Nation recently is so young. Like, Hannah's like 23. If we take them out of the vacuum of The Bachelor, like, Probably no one's ready to get I married. I agree. I don't know that Hannah's ready to get married. She said she just, she said this on multiple podcasts that she only learned who her true self was on Colton's season. Okay. Let's go back in the vacuum. Because <laughs> of course what you're saying is right. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean to take us out of the uh, vacuum. I, wa- I want to go back. Thank you for taking us out. Everyone, we all everyone need- close your eyes. If you're driving, please pull over. <laughs> close your eyes. Bring yourself to the vacuum. We need all of you in the vacuum with us. Thank you. Still in the vacuum. And please answer me honestly. Deep into your your deepest cells within a very confined context. Do you feel like Luke is more into Hannah than he is into his relationships with the other guys? His friendships with the other guys? For sure. Luke? Oh, yes. Luke? Tyler, Tyler C. Oh, I'm I was so like, sorry. Luke has no Bye, relationship. Guys, well, actually, <laughs> I got out of the vacuum. <laughs> my bad. Tyler actually, C. You raise a very interesting point. I'm by glad, accident? By accident. <laughs> I do think Luke likes her the most. Do I think that he's a good partner and that he's like a respectful person and that he loves her for who she is? No. Do I think his feelings are strongest? Yes. I think Luke is looking for like a Christian wife for his life. I 100% agree. I don't think it's necessarily Hannah that he's head over heels with. I think it's he's head over heels with this woman that fits the mold. I think you're totally right. But I think he created like he fell in love with an idea of Hannah, not actual Hannah. Totally. So I think in the context of this vacuum (laughs) whoever has the strongest feelings whether it's for hannah or an idea of hannah it's luke yes for sure okay what about tyler (laughs) does tyler girl i don't know i 
girl. Whoa. Tyler will be fine. Tyler's like, gonna be fine. What I'm just trying to say is, yeah. I I get she probably knows in her bones that Tyler is into her. Well, like she keeps saying twenty percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can we? This is again so rude. What <laughs> guys? I'm literally. I'm still coming down. Well, from that massage thing, like, what do you what do you want from me? Hannah made some comment like, I cannot believe Tyler's into me. Like yeah. she said something Ty- along she those was lines. Like, Tyler's the guy we all wish liked us. And yes. she, like, she's right. Like, uh, like I like I look back to college and I was like desperately trying to go <laughs> for Tyler C's. Yeah. Desperately. <laughs> <laughs> And then finally, C. she got one. <laughs> I did get a, I did get a Tyler. <laughs> but like, like it's just like, I, like yeah, Tyler would be the guy that would be like, oh my god, I can't believe this is actually happening. So and yeah, Alex, I think you're right. Like he's very supportive of the other guys. He's such a bro. He loves the guys. I think he probably loves the experience more than he loves Hannah. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Fine. Are you happy? You're right. <laughs> no, I'm not happy. I will still go to sleep sad and also wondering if I should be having sex every day. Okay. <laughs> By the way, apparently the answer is yes, because I do think that girl's grandma is still alive. Oh, good for her. Uh, okay. Should we move on to the scum of the earth? If that is we must. I think this is the most, I think this might've been more offensive, even more so than Luke Peace. Okay. I don't, I, it, it's bad. It's bad. It's really bad. I like I don't know if it's more offensive, but I think it's up there. And this is what makes me think she picks Jed because she just like keeps like she keeping him around. Like she would either apologize to him or like bend over backwards in the conversations with Jed on this date where I was like she has the blinders on where she's like being so apologetic to all his all of his behavior. Whereas like I think if any of the other guys have pulled would have pulled it, she would have been like quick to correct. Well, yes. Here's what's interesting because we see her with Luke be so ready to like fire off and she's very confident and she's very like she has high self-esteem. She's confident in herself. She knows thyself. Like she's she's ready to have this conversation. And with Jed. He puts his hands on her hips and she's like, oh, yeah, it's fine. I'm better. Did Okay. So did anyone here and then anyone at home who's driving ever see the parody <laughs> that Sarah and I really loved called Burning Love? And it was based on the Bachelor and Bachelorette series. Um, and please tweet at us. <laughs> June, June, and Diane. If, if you haven't watched, watch. It's called Burning Love. You can get it on it's YouTube. It's barely even a parody. It just so happens to be that all the funniest comedians in the world, Ken Marino plays The Bachelor and June Diane Raphael plays The Bachelorette. So in this season, um, June Diane Raphael is The Bachelorette and there's one guy who's like kind of sweet that she's not really into and one guy who's an asshole who she's like obsessed with and one out of the dates they're making puppets and the guy who she's not that into makes an offhanded comment like oh, this is dumb and she like confronts him and she's like did you or did you not say making puppets is dumb? <laughs> and she's like get the fuck out! And she like kicks him out and then she like goes over to the guy who's she's in love with who's not making a puppet and she's like hey just want to see what you're up to and he's like yeah no i'm not really into making gay shit <laughs> she's like of <laughs> course i 
totally understand. That to me, yes, <laughs> like was such a perfect mapping to what mm-hmm. happened with Jed and Luke P. I was just like, Jed could have said anything, and she would have been like, okay. Like it was really depressing to watch when somebody says something as condescending as. It just makes me question you that you would make a choice that um, isn't good for you. It says he said it says a lot about your decisions. Mm-hmm. I worry you have a hard time letting go of things that are good for you. Interesting. Coming from somebody who has a girlfriend, the amount of hypocrisy and the amount of shame that he's bringing to her. I mean, girlfriend out of there like. Uh, they it, didn't even so talk about offensive. his parents and his family saying you shouldn't be with him. They didn't even talk about that once. Yeah, it was awful. Parents and the, I mean, and just the overall picture, if we're going to step out of the vacuum, I hate to do it. But <laughs> he has Everyone a open your eyes. Get girlfriend. back on the road. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's have one with four wheels in reality here. <laughs> he has a girlfriend. And for him to... It was like the most classic projection I've ever seen. And it was probably one of the more abusive and infuriating gas lady things I've ever seen. Like literally I'm getting, I'm getting so upset. I, I, yeah, I, I'm not, well, yeah, I'm not going to sleep tonight thinking about it. I'll put it that way. I mean, yeah, I mean, I I have to (laughs) add that to my list. (laughs) She thanked him for saying something like. The fact that she was like, thank you so much for saying and something. And every other guy that brought up Luke, she was like, fucking take his name out of his mouth, you stupid piece of shit. If like, you guys watched her, though, that was her instinct to do that. And she should have just trusted it. Like, her instinct was to get mad. Yes. And then instead, she got super insecure and was like, you know what? Maybe I am doing something wrong. Oh, she man, was she was like welling up when he was asking specifically what it was about Luke and like you could see like her eyes glossing up and it was you know you could tell it was like a really personal moment and then guy <sighs> Hannah 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 it is I I I can only imagine I think she's picking him I I haven't I truly haven't read a spoiler which I, I can't imagine. I think just there's a connection that they have that I can't explain and that she can't explain. That's probably um, somewhat genuine. I think I know what it is. She's 24 and she was reminded of like in high school when like the Hawkeyes were in bands and <laughs> he has a guitar and I get it. <laughs> When when do you get out? When's an appropriate age to get out of the musician musician phase? Like forty <laughs> two? No, come on. Okay, Vass, when did you, did you ever have one? No, like I work in HR. Like I'm super into stability, so like I could not. <laughs> not even when you were a kid. Not when you were in high school. No, like I, no. Wait. I didn't really know anyone that played like in a band or anything, though. Oh God, I knew so many, <laughs> um, and I was into all of them. <laughs> Guy, okay, but okay, yes, I hear what you're saying, but it's also not like I feel like there's also like we know a lot of people in LA who are with people with creative endeavors that they're like still with, like it's specifically just musicians. I don't know that it's just like a band thing. Well, I think there's some level of like tortured artist, um, that 
is that that doesn't have their shit together because you can be a part of a creative field and like be really well disciplined. Okay. Find a way to work. So on my, in my like personal um, observation, then like, yeah, I think it might be 42 because (laughs) I think that there are a lot of people in this city who also are the same way that like there's a difference between like creative aspiration and then also just like, well, I'm not like going to have a job and I'm just going to like go for this thing and my dad's going to pay my rent. And I think that that like exists for so many people I'm be just out saying, of the band context. But in terms of a woman who's like looking for partnership, I think you do certainly grow out of that. Like I think you grow out of the unavailability uh, that is associated with that. I think you grow out of it, but I don't know if this is something that's like in their calculation, but they all definitely can like ride the wave of bachelor popularity for at least the first few years. I also think that like, okay, as somebody, maybe I'm defending myself here because as somebody who, um, I think has always like struggled between like creative aspirations versus like stability as well. Like, um, not to get so scientific and spiritual (laughs) here, but like signs, right? Like, so like, but like, I am a Pisces. Pisces, <laughs> Pisces tend to very much like live in the clouds and like are not very much like on Earth. Like they're like they're just like not like the most grounded people. Um, where and like uh, everything I've read about a Pisces is the signs that they do the best with romantically are more like type A, very organized, very structured people. So maybe I'm just like trying to defend myself here because uh, I. Definitely married that. And I'm obviously so grateful for the support and the love through okay. all of it. All right. We are way, we are flying off the tracks. Everyone get back in the vacuum. Okay. Um, pull over. <laughs> unbuckle. Um, I just, at brass tacks, I don't, brass tacks, whatever it is, I don't. I don't like the way that he spoke to her. I, I found agree. it. He really said, offensive. I just freaking care. Like, that's how he justified it. His that's ego it. was freaking bruised because the guys that the guy he was possibly going home or there was a toss up between him and a guy that the other guys didn't like. And that's just it. Agreed. Agreed. I hate him. Should we talk about Luke P or any closing statements on Jed? I hate him forever. No. Yeah. That's my closing <laughs> statement. Second. <laughs> Um, okay, Luke P. <laughs> I actually thought their day date was kind of cute. So this, honestly, this whole thing truly broke my heart. And I know Hannah said that. Their date looked sweet. Mm-hmm. Again, he's clearly into her. She's clearly into him. I just can't imagine how hard it must have been for both of them. To feel like they finally got over a hump of like, okay, we've had miscommunication, we've worked through it, we've pushed through, now we're just having fun and like getting in like the lovey, getting to know each other face, and then just like it totally being torn down. And I just like, I guess I'd, I'd like to just say, listen, if you're like, the thing with Luke P is like, if you want to save yourself for marriage, there's nothing wrong with that. And like, it, he, you know, I think even he even said it's like, oh, yeah, you've had sex in the past. But like, it, I, I would hope that you're still saving your sex, yourself for marriage now. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. But what is wrong is that he called Hannah's like choices, mistakes and slip ups 
and said she wasn't a woman of faith because of these things. And when it gets like the problem is he judged her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought it was so musically brilliant when she was like, if you are going to condemn me for, you know, having made this choice for myself and if we say that you know having sex before marriage is a sin i'm pretty sure pride is also a sin she schooled him with the bible and i loved that because she is a woman of faith and she does know the bible and she does know the teachings and she's able to take those for what they are this is just like my biggest problem with christianity in general like embodied in this like very scene and i grew up Christian sound coming from a perspective of having just like been sort of raised in that environment. It's very annoying when people see like purity in the context of sex as like the one true way to morality mm-hmm. when they are not examining the other parts of their lives. Um, and they're using religion as like sort of a, like a safety home to not have to explore the world outside of, you know, this text i don't know it just um just because you are not having uh uh sex doesn't make you a morally right person and i hate when that argument is used to define a good person yeah i i yeah it's so right and i like not to get like super political or anything but it is like you know it's like I'm sure Luke is the type of person, again, this is an assumption, but this is something that I've seen, like, in my experience of Christianity is, like, banning abortion, banning abortion, it's murder, it's murder, it's murder, and then, like, being very pro-death penalty or obviously crazy stuff that's going on in our country right now. Like, it, it's true. It's not, like, oh, life is not black and white. And he, like, she even said, she was like, have I made mistakes? Yeah, I'm not Jesus. And, like, if you're somebody who believes in Jesus and believes in God like yeah like he's then yes then that then Jesus or God is the only person that is mistakenless and we all like but then again not that sex is a mistake well Jesse kept calling it sorry go ahead and just like to put some perspective on it what did Luke think he was getting into coming on to the bachelor like you know what the format of the show is. You know there's a fantasy suite portion where if you make it, you know, you, the bachelorette presumably has intimate relationships with three men. So if your true pursuit in life was to find a super pure Christian woman that, like, never deviated from your picture of what your future wife would be, I don't think that this was the platform to go to find love. I... I completely agree. I think that just having grown up again, grown up there, I think these people think that they're like, quote unquote, warriors for Christ. And they need to go where like Christ isn't normally get the message in order to put the message out. And that's whatever. Yeah, but do that, that for through your freaking actions and how and how you treat people like treat everybody with kindness and respect and not shame somebody like he just didn't do it right. And to project what your wants were on to somebody, because I agree if you if that's something that you want, if you want to take agency over your own body and not have sex until marriage, I think that's great. But find a partner who wants that also and don't shame a person who doesn't have that same uh, uh, blueprint for their life. Yeah. No. 
it's so true. <laughs> I I totally agree. I like. Oh, and I think what got me the most is when he wouldn't get in the car. And he was like, can I pray over you? Oh, <laughs> can I pray over you? What? Like, listen, pray for whoever the hell you want. It's your prayers, right? The hell you want. <laughs> whoever the hell you want. <laughs> but oh, to gosh. pray over you before I go, it's just, it's, and then she, like, at it's some point on the date said, the closest thing I felt to love at first sight was with you. And everyone, you're just like... Well, this is why it, it tore me apart. Like, I really, really felt for Hannah in this moment. Because she was like, oh, my God, I'm finally there with him. And I loved when she was like, okay, you don't want someone that, that's had sex? Great. I don't want someone that can't get along with other mm-hmm. people. She's like, you're not the only one making sacrifices here, bud. She's like, I don't want someone who's prideful. I don't want someone who can't get along with other people. Yeah. And she wasn't boastful about windmill sex, even though she totally could have been, until he refused to get in the car. She was, like, throwing out ammo. I love that she didn't even tell him. Like, it could have been easy enough for her to be like, yeah, I had sex with these guys. Bye. But she didn't. She fought for herself. And that's, like... Oh, I know we were just talking about this, but it's like that is the difference between what happened between her and Luke and her and Jed. It's like she let her insecurity get the best of her instead of just like letting herself stand tall and bright because she's good at it. I was I was in shock. What like I was so moved by how well she handled mm-hmm. the situation and how much she stood up for herself. And I don't think that she was disrespectful to Luke in any way recognize that these were like beliefs of his and again that's fine it's more of how you expressed them to me and forced them on to me and I thought she just handled it so well and it's like she's such a strong smart person Mm -hmm. that I wish she could just dump Jed's ass (laughs) and like here's the thing like Christianity is clearly a big part of her life. I mean, it's been what has made her and Luke's relationship so strong throughout the season. And like on her Instagram, she posts pictures of like highlighted Bible verses with like scribbles by them and stuff. And it's, you know, it's a big foundation of her life, but you don't really hear it referenced ever in the other relationships. I mean, Peter's hometown, I remember his house had like some, stuff around where you could tell they were German prayer yeah (laughs) but like I've never heard not that they ever explicitly mention it with anyone else but you would think that like you know she's made it such a present part of her character that you know if you're going to marry someone that you would know that I yeah I also think that she like like I said earlier she's like been on a lot of podcasts talking about how like she found her true self while on Colton season and she said leading up to that a lot you know, in certain times of her life, she's always tried to fit this like image of perfection. And I think Luke P maybe like was her way to hold on to that a Mm -hmm. little bit. And it's great that she like now realized that it's not what she wants. And she, you know, none of us are perfect and all of that. But she talked about being like, not not just super ingrained in her faith, but also just like, yeah, it was a big deal when I had sex before I was married and all of that. Like, I think maybe he reminded her of a younger piece of herself that was probably nostalgic. 
Mm-hmm. And I like think we can understand that. And it's yeah, it's good that she got away from it. But I think that's probably where a lot of it stems from as well. Yeah, probably. Um, it, luckily, she had enough <laughs> and she called it off. And he's back next week. Oh, my God. That is the that is that bro's biggest problem. Like he needs a freaking lesson in consent. The guy has never turned the word. He's, he doesn't hear the word no. And it crosses the line. He's in, never heard the word no. That's the problem. But it crosses the line into truly scary. Like it goes from somebody who has like convicted beliefs to radical beliefs. And somebody... um. Somebody who cannot hear a woman say no is somebody who's highly problematic. And I just don't want to look at him anymore. Yeah, who can't hear anyone say no. I mean, while she was, like, telling him about the windmill, he formed a fist. Like, that, I was like, holy shit, this guy's about to punch. I don't, uh, something. I mean, I, in that moment, if I had heard that... I probably would have thrown a, like a rock through like the <laughs> car door window. I fully get not wanting your the person that you are in love with to have sex with other people. And she addressed that. He put himself in that position. But she asked did. him to go be- well before it escalated mm-hmm. to that point. Yes. And again, I think everything comes down to communication. There was so a way that that conversation could have been had that did not lead to what it escalated into. It was into. as easy as you know what sex is a big part of my life I found Jesus in the shower and the last four years like (laughs) I have abstained and that's important to me and I and I uh, you know if we were to get engaged I would want us to abstain from sex until marriage as well that's all that conversation had to be and then she she could have been like no thanks yeah and she could have been like uh no and then he would say I respect your choice (laughs) I will go find someone with the same beliefs as me. Thank you. Good night. Good <laughs> life. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, he's gone. He comes back. I don't think he's going to last long. And we're down to our final three. We're, we have Men Tell All next week. And I think we have a two-episode season finale. No, I believe it's just one. Because oh, is it? Paradise okay. starts the week after. Dope. So what's the format like? I don't remember how it gets to being three in the fantasy suite to two to two in the proposal. So usually after the fantasy suite, you like when you have three there, you just send one person home yeah. and then you take two to meet your parents. Mm. But I now that she took four to the fantasy suites, I don't like she obviously sent Luke home. So I would assume in an extra ceremony, she's sending one person home. So at the top of the next episode, they'll have the rose ceremony, get rid of one, and then it'll continue Meet on. the parents. And I have to say, the finale is usually not that interesting. The only time it's ever been fun was during Rachel's season when she had a 10-hour breakup with Peter. <laughs> and she like, lost her eyelashes. But like typically, it's like you just... Like, they meet the parents, and the parents are like, I like this one, and then they pick the other one. (laughs) (laughs) That's typically how it goes. Unless you're Ari, who picked the one your parents liked, and then you dump them later. Well, time will tell. I I, I think the rest of the season of Hannah is going to be incredibly compelling because she's just Mm -hmm. so great. Okay, Vass, thank you so much. There's just actually one quick thing we haven't talked about. What? Wait, maybe we did. It's been an hour. Did we talk about Sarah Highland and Wells out? Oh, no, Wells we did getting it again. Congrats to Sarah Highland and Wells. Yeah, I just would like to say a huge congrats. Also, They're definitely listening. 
<laughs> also, we haven't actually discussed this outside of the podcast, but there were allegations raised against Mike Fleiss today that mm-hmm. I just, I guess, uh, like, it's just like in the world. And I just think that like The Bachelor is more than him and doesn't need him to continue on. Yeah, I'm How ready to dump his ass. See. You, excuse me sorry. like when was he on the he like franchise? just ju- oh he so mike fleiss is the creator of the bachelor oh okay and there were some like really really horrible things that like came out with him and his wife and there's her side of the story and his side of the story and i'm just like everything that i've ever heard about this guy um from other people in the bachelor i used to follow him on, him on twitter i unfollowed him today i just think it's like we don't need him mm-hmm. no Let's get rid of him. The franchise has evolved past him. We don't need somebody who treats his spouse like garbage hanging on any longer. You made your money. Go be canceled. Canceled today. So here's our list of cancels. Mike Fleiss, Luke P. <laughs> Jet, <laughs> um, Peter's ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> You're all canceled. And we'll see you next week for Men Tell All. Hey, Vass, thank you thank so you, much. Thank you, Thank you so much for having me. So fun. Um, tune in next week. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, you can find us again wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Campfire.